0: Welcome
1: Welcome. to the D-Bronx Podcast,
0: a Denver Broncos podcast for fans by fans. If you want to hear what the experts have to say, you might want to go somewhere else. But if you want to hear the latest news, analysis, and opinions from fellow diehard Bronco fans, you are in the right place. now. Now, three guys who take Bronco football seriously, but not themselves. Your hosts. Austin, Ian, and Kevin Etheridge.
2: Thank you. Welcome to Deep Bronx Podcast. I, uh, My name is Austin. I'm joined here with Kevin. How are you doing, Kevin? Hello, fellow podcasters. Yes, and Ian.
1: Can't complain. Just got back from Florida.
2: Got back from Florida? <laughs> uh, are you sure you're not still down there wrecking havoc among the inhabitants?
1: I took the night off. Took
2: the night off. Got to record the podcast, so... Uh, great. So, we are coming off of a Broncos victory, okay? A win's a win. A win is a win, but it was an odd 11-10 to victory that the Broncos had over the San Francisco 49ers. Um, a lot of things to talk about here. A A lot of good things, I would say, especially with the defense. Uh, and maybe even just a little bit of that fourth quarter, that fourth quarter drive that Russell Wilson put together. Um to get that touchdown late in the game. Uh, but also some <laughs> still some worries with the offense and the way that it is uh, looked could just completely sluggish and just apathetic <laughs> on the field through the first three weeks. So, um, before we before we dive into any of those kind of specifics, Kevin, I want to I want to go to you first and just kind of get your overall thoughts on the for, the game against 49ers, just kind of what your thoughts are coming out of that game.
0: Well, first off, two and one. Uh, I'm very yeah. happy uh, with the the fact that we're two and one, and I believe technically with the tiebreaker, we're actually number one in the division. So good start to the year. Uh, second mm-hmm. observation would have to, uh, you know, I'd go to the defense. Uh, I mean, I've we we had a great defense in 2015. You know, arguably one of the top four or five defenses in the history of the NFL. I see a lot of things out of this current defense that remind me of 2015. Uh, They're playing fast. They're decisive. A lot of hats Mm -hmm. are getting to the ball carrier. Uh, They're getting turnovers. We had three against the 49ers, including two in the final two drives. We're seeing some uh, tremendous uh, rush coming off the edge, right? Uh, Gregory Mm -hmm. has been a find. I am so happy. Yeah, he looks good. He is playing with a high motor. Uh, He reminds me, uh, he's the closest thing I think we've had to Von Miller. Uh, He's not at that level, talent-wise, but he is a unique talent. And he had six pressures against the 49ers, one sack. But I just like the way he flies around. Uh, that he, yeah. he hustles out there. The other thing on the defense, Josie Jewell, uh, he was a big difference maker for us. You know, he missed the first yeah. two games. I He was all over the place. It, all it, over the place. He just kept showing up on camera. I think he had nine tackles, a lot of assisted tackles, but with him, he had a
2: sack, he had a, he had sack, a sack too. And that sack was really impressive because he literally just, just bull just bullied the guy it was uh use their fullback just kept pushing him backwards just yep. just yep. pushed right through him it was impressive go ahead so
0: so you know I, i'm very very happy with the defense and a defense at that level is going to keep us in a lot of games you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe this season you know sort of follows the blueprint from 2015 uh, although 2015 we showed semblance of life on offense we haven't shown (laughs) that here yet yeah but if we can show just a little spark on offense we could be able to duplicate that formula and win a lot of tight games i mean the one thing Mm -hmm. with wilson in spite of the fact that he has been disappointing so far he does have the ability to step up in the fourth quarter that's exactly how we won a lot of games in 2015 with Manning Mm. and even Osweiler. So uh, the offense, I I know we want to talk about the offense. I'll I'll give you a general sort of helicopter view observation. Uh, Number one, everyone, including myself, I think March 12th was the day that we announced the, uh, the acquisition of Russell Wilson. And then I can't remember the timing on the Hackett hire, but with Hackett coming in, And all the success he had at Green Bay. He's an offensive coordinator. He's going to come in. We've got uh, an eight or nine-time pro bowler in Russell Wilson. Expectations went through the roof with all Broncos fans. Now, you know, we, we have averaged, you know, under 20 points a game, 20 points a game, somewhere in that vicinity for six years. I don't believe... Just by getting Wilson here with a new coach, new coaching staff, new communication, new playbook, new everything, that we can just hit a switch and expect to be scoring thirty points a game right out of the shoot. You would expect a little better than what we've seen, but the NFL is too difficult. It just doesn't it doesn't work that way on any level of football, but particularly the NFL. Everything is brand new. So I do believe that expectations now have been doused, but they were exceedingly high at the beginning of the season. We Mm. did see progress against the 49ers. We didn't see a lot of points, but we saw we at least saw that the offense was working from just an organizational perspective. We were getting plays, um, you know, called it in a timely manner. Uh, We were getting the ball snapped without a delay uh, penalty I think in total we only had five penalties uh, versus 25 the first two games. So things seem to flow a little bit better. Real progress. Uh, we didn't turn the ball over. We created three turnovers. So there's some things there that give me some hope. But clearly, and I know both you guys have a lot to say about the offense. That that that's kind of where I am. Happy to be two and one, but we've got a lot of work to do.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you hit a lot of the specifics that we we're going to be diving into there. But, uh, but Ian, just real quick, what, what, what are your overall overall uh, kind of impressions from that game?
1: Well, I don't have a lot to say about the offense, obviously. <laughs> Nobody um, does. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we're, I feel like back in 2011, I feel like I'm watching <laughs> Tim Tebow play again. But uh, yeah, yeah so the offensive line is just absolutely terrible. I mean, they're just getting pushed around. I mean, you know, you're not going to really be able to create a lot of – I mean, that's what Russell Wilson did, you know, all of his – basically his entire career in Seattle was his his O-line got bullied and then he scrambled. And we finally saw that in the last drive where I'm like, all right, well, let's let this guy improvise. This is what he does the best. They're trying to make him into a pocket passer. The dude's never going to be a pocket passer. That's just – I don't think that's – how he works he works off script i'm pretty sure
0: and by the way that last um, drive was totally off script but he but he, we, we oh can't, yeah we can't expect a guy to play off script until he's 40 i mean he if he's he
2: better run <laughs> out of, he, we're paying the guy a lot the of issue. money
0: he better be if the dude can't be a pocket
2: passer then we should have done. signed him to a five-year extension yeah and i never want to hear that's still going to be scrambling around at 37 years old, old. And I
0: never well, want to hear Russ, Russ, that, Russ Cook again. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> that's that's what Eli Manning said. We should have gave the punter $245 million yeah. and not the quarterback. <laughs> oh, you mean Chad
2: Powers? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, oh, oh, All three, and you know, against Chad Powers. So.
1: Uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was so funny. It's, I <laughs> love that back and back. That was that was awesome. Our our defense is um, elite. We have an elite. I mean, I, I mean, can't wait to. I mean, imagine when we get Justin Simmons back. Caden Stearns looked good back there. Mm-hmm. Yes. like pj like, lock too pj lock too yeah i love that guy probably won the game uh, you for know, us. yeah i mean uh, that's the first time a lock has done something good hey um how dare you <laughs> i'm just playing <laughs> um but um yeah randy gregory he's up they're calling you know they're now they're they're coining uh him and chubb is the twin towers
0: love those guys they're looking good yeah
1: yeah they're looking real good uh josie jewel like you you know the outlaw you know, it's he came back and he led that defense very well. And you got to think, this is probably for the next probably month and a half or two months. This is the best defense that we're gonna see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but you know, the score was odd. You know, eleven to ten. You know, it's like a a, a really good baseball game.
2: Yeah, um, that's a baseball game score. That's a really good baseball game. Yeah, you
1: know, it's funny that same day. We've got, we scored 11 points. The Seattle Mariners blew an inning with 11 points. <laughs> it was a weird day. It was a weird, I was like, what's up with this 11 crap? Uh, what is this? 2001. But uh, yeah, he, you know, and, and special teams is looking actually really good. And true. I got to give it up to uh, the defensive coordinator. He is, I, man, maybe he should be the head coach. Certainly. Certainly the coverage units.
0: Are looking good. Return units oh, he, he, not so much, but coverage great. Coverage yeah, units yeah. is
1: looking good. Yeah, looking very good. Yeah, your returns not not great. I mean, at least I'm not muffing anything. Yeah. because that's you know we've been dealing with that muffing yeah. punts and kick returns for six years.
2: The best best stat of this game is the fact that there were more punts than points. Yeah, that's how you know it's a yeah. thrilling endeavor, right there. Yeah, yeah. He got a <laughs>
1: he got AFC. Special teams player of the year, player of yeah. the week, uh, player, player of the week. week. Player player of the week. It should have <laughs> been player of the year. He had player all kind of, of the year based on one game. Almost, he had
0: almost five hundred yards surprised, punts. I'm surprised his left leg isn't in like some kind of walking cast or boot. Or I mean, his leg has got to
1: be sore. Well, they, you know, just like they did uh, Kendall Hinton. they should just put his one of his shoes in the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, well, that's the and that's unfortunately that's 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 an encasement of how bad our offense is. I think we had, I, I think we said, I may correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe we set a franchise record for three and outs in a single yeah. game.
1: Oh yeah, it was. Believe, it was like eleven. I believe
2: we or tied or something like that. A franchise record for three and outs in a game. And that is not a stat that you want to have, especially when you look back over the quarterbacks we've had. I mean, man, that's been the that's been the one piece that's always been missing is the quarterback. And then we get a quarterback and our offense goes backwards. Like, yeah. I can understand it doesn't, to your point, Kevin, may not jump forward all the way to 30 points a game, but to go backwards by, by a full touchdown per game almost, six points to get to go backwards six points a game, uh, when you get a what we thought was a top tier quarterback a top 10 at least um, but I'll tell you what this is this sounds absolutely sacrilegious but Teddy Bridgewater and Pat Schirmer look real good right now compared to this offense um and now now about do I Pat th- on this podcast do, <laughs> Now do I think that's going to be the case at the end of the year? No, I don't. No, I don't want Shermer back. I don't want Teddy instead of Wilson. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that through three games, they looked a lot better than through three games here. You know, um, Maybe he was know, maybe and, he was a better
1: play caller than Hackett at this point because we I, well, don't know what Hackett's. I
2: doing. I don't know or maybe just the responsibilities that Hackett has had. Maybe he's just not used to doing both. I don't know, but you got to remember, like obviously, like we're we're giving Wilson the pass of like oh he's adjusting to no offense, new team. Well, so did Teddy Bridgewater last year, and he yeah, didn't that's... do it this bad through three games. Um, but <laughs> again, I think Wilson. We know Wilson's a better quarterback. There's nobody can deny that. Nobody. It's 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 night and day as far as who is the more talented quarterback. But at some point it's actually got to show up in the game. And I'm not talking about for one drive. Uh, one drive was great. And one drive looked a lot like classic Russell Wilson. So it's there. And I do think that we're going to see that open itself up. And I do think we are going to end up being a better offense than we were last year, um, largely because of Wilson being at the helm. But but at some point, it's got to transition from theory to reality. And right now, it's just theory. Um, and that's kind of the, the worrisome part. And then, uh, of course, having the missed field goal by McManus from 53 yards not good, made it a game that was closer than it should have been, even if it's only by three points. At the end of that game, like, hey, we had a great—again, and this is credit to the defense. We had a great defensive stand um, there at the end of the game. But they only had to get three points to win it, right? If you add in that field goal that McManus missed, they would have had to get a touchdown. And that could have changed the game entirely. And it was a 53-yarder. Not to say it's a chip shot, but 53 is something that a guy like McManus should make nine out of ten times, eight out of ten times at least. Um, How about those
1: challenges, though? How about them challenges?
2: Super timeouts?
1: Yeah, super timeouts.
2: No, uh, I don't think these were super timeouts. I, I mean, I didn't think they were necessarily bad ideas to try those challenges. We did. Obviously, they both failed, um, but I do think like they were pretty close. They were pretty close. You know, they were they were close enough that I didn't think it was like an egregiously bad. The the only decision. thing I I would say is you know
0: on the one challenge, I, who was it? Uh, Russ Wilson. Russell was extending the ball, right, on try to get a first yeah. down. Um, I didn't realize, but breaking the plane only counts on the goal line. So right. if, yes, if we would have understood that, we would have never challenged that because clearly his knee was down uh, prior to ball getting anywhere close. So that, I think, was just a misunderstanding of, of the rules. I mean, th- that's something you challenge on the goal line, not midfield. Um, I, I do want to say something about Jerry Rossberg that we hired. Uh, that made a lot of news, obviously, last week. Um, you know, he was came he, out so, of retirement. Came out of retirement, and we're paying this guy real money. It's not like, hey, come on in, we'll put you up in a local hotel, we'll give you some, uh, you know, meal allowance, you get <laughs> free a rental.
2: continental breakfast. Yeah, you know,
0: give, we'll give you a, you know, compact rental car while you're here. But um, no, we're paying we're paying him real money. And this guy was the assistant head coach with with the Ravens um, and is highly uh, thought of around the league. So, uh, you know, I got to I don't know whose idea it was. If it was Hackett that went to Peyton, man, my impression of Hackett just leaped forward in the right direction because that shows real leadership saying, hey, you know what? I could use the help. Get the Mm -hmm. best head coach assistant that's out there and Peyton did it now if Peyton Mm -hmm. went to Hackett okay maybe it's not a strong a statement for Hackett but he accepted it and I think it's a good move for uh, a first year head coach right so and I think we saw some positives as a result of that of having Rossberg up at the booth and and helping out now on the offense as you said uh, Austin Wilson needs to get better we need better play at quarterback haven't we been saying this for many years uh now the offensive line struggles weren't wilson's fault necessarily he had a lot of pressure on him and i'm not even necessarily going to place the blame on play calling i think hackett is a good offensive coordinator i'm sure he knows how to call plays i believe the the issue is in execution. We're not blocking up front. 49ers put an incredible amount of pressure on us. Now we're down a couple guys on the offensive line we may need to shuffle the deck up there. Quisenberry continues to be to disappoint. He was just getting pushed back in the Wilson. Cushionberry? Cushionberry. Cushionberry. Uh, he And uh <laughs> but yeah, Wilson, he just seemed to be all over the place. You know, he was, he was missing passes downfields. He was check downfield. He was checking down when he didn't need to, he was, he was erratic with the ball. Um, so I don't know what's going on with him, but, but I am concerned. And, and as you said, Austin, it's like, okay, yeah, it's early, but he's a what nine year vet pro yeah. bowler. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he should be doing much better. Um, and and maybe we get things turned around against the Raiders. We'll see. We'll talk about them later. But the the final thing I would say, and this is in slight defense of Wilson, our receivers other than Sutton are bad. I mean, we have maybe one-and-a-half receivers. Sutton's one. Combination of Judy and Hamler is maybe a half. I mean, Judy is a decent number three receiver. He's not a number two receiver. He's caught seven passes for 130 yards. He's a bust. He's not good. We really miss Patrick. We do not have a good receiving core. I would take probably, without even looking at rosters, any other number two receiver in the NFL over Judy. I don't trust him. He doesn't get open in spite of his great route running, presumably. He's getting jammed at the line. He's not trustworthy in catching the ball. Man, he is a major disappointment. And uh, Wilson's going to have to figure out a way around it. He's going to have to use the tight ends. Or or one of these other receivers, you know, Virgil, any number of these guys are going to have to step up because we just don't have the weapons on the outside.
2: I got to – so I I agree with you. We got to kind of reel it in. We're kind of like jumping from one point to another a little quickly here. Uh, so before before we dive too much into like what we necessarily believe the, the issues are with the offense, I just want to highlight some of the things on the defense. First of all, uh, we won the turnover battle, three to nothing, three to nothing. Uh, had the great play by Kareem Jackson that ended up being intercepted by uh, Jonas Griffith. I mean that was a huge play. PJ Locke, we we're talking about him. Mentioned his name earlier. Uh, he's only playing because of the injury to Justin Simmons. Obviously Caden Stern has kind of stepped up in that um in the in the normal Justin Simmons role. And now PJ Locke is stepping into the normal Caden Stern's role. And what a heads up play for someone as young as he is, um to to make make a stab at the ball there on the on, on that last play, um, to force the fumble and then Kareem Jackson being there to to recover it right away. I mean, and this is kind of the issue is we had, I mean, think of how many in the first two games we had several fumbles that we had forced that just weren't bouncing our way. We had several fumbles that were forced that went directly into the other team's hands. And like, and we're like, at some point that, that luck has got to change. And it looks like at least for one week, maybe that luck has changed a little bit. Um, and we got a couple of those fumbles, got the interception from Jonas Griffith, so those were those were great and 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 here's the thing about our defense is it's it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Now, now do I think that we're going to for the whole year be keeping people to 12 12 points or whatever it is a game? Probably not because we're gonna end up playing some top tier offenses. We haven't played a top tier offense yet. Say what you want about San Francisco; they're a good offense, but they're not a top tier offense. You know, they're not Kansas City, they're not Buffalo, or <laughs> surprisingly, the Dolphins this year. Weirdly enough, um, they're not one of those top tier uh, offenses. So I, I don't necessarily think that we're gonna maintain a 12 point uh, per game average, but. But our off, but I think our defense is going to get better because a Justin Simmons is going to come back. Josie Jewell looks like an absolute game changer. Uh, just just the game this week, as well as those first few games of last year before he got injured, he looks like a game changer. Whereas prior to that, he's like, oh yeah, he's a solid middle linebacker. He's we think he's good, you know. But then, now it looks like he's he's legitimately a game changer. And so that was his first game action in a year. And so he's gonna get better, um, as good as he already looked, and a lot of the guys are gonna get much more comfortable in this in this deep in this defensive scheme as well. Um, I think Evero has already surpassed expectations to this point. He looks fantastic. He, I mean, it looks a lot like a Vic Fangio defense, but with maybe a little bit higher blitz rate, a little bit higher calling that blitz, getting that extra man going in there a little more frequently and it's seemingly like the perfect time. It seems like he knows exactly when to call that extra rusher uh, to get after the quarterback. And it's just, I mean, it's, you couldn't, you couldn't hope for better performance by the defense to this point. Um, so yeah. So I just think it's really good to, 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 to spend some time talking about them. And also, I mean, Patrick are This dude is, this dude is unreal. Like I know it's early, He's I know elite. it's early, but he's like our re- he's like our champ early reincarnate. Like, like he's already like a lockdown corner. Like Debo Samuel, the contract he got, like he's one of the absolute top tier receivers in the league, and he just shut him down. Yeah, dude. He just almost entirely shut him down. They targeted him a single time in the second half. They targeted Sertan one time in the second half. Did and not caught, and he nope. did not. Not did not that. allow a completion all, all game. Um,
1: five in the first half.
2: Five, yeah, five uh, targets in the first half. Didn't allow a single completion. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just it's crazy how great this defense looks. Unfortunately, we did see on the injury report today, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, DJ Jones uh, was concussion. limited. Yeah, concussion protocol. So, concussion protocol is always a weird one. That often can mean that they might end up missing the game. Um. But yeah, I mean, to kind of turn turn the attention back to the offense, um, you know, speaking some of the things you were touching on, Kevin, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson is part of the issue. He's not the whole issue, and I think you're exactly right. He's not the whole issue. Um, the receivers, unfortunately, I saw, I think I saw a stat today, I think it was today or yesterday, that um, as a group, and this unfortunately includes Sutton, Sutton has looked great. Let's not try to downplay that, but... Uh, pass catchers, uh, for the Broncos are ranked dead last in terms of yards of separation per route run. I think is I think that was the stat. Um, so they're not getting, they're not getting, they're not, they're not getting open. Um, I think part of that is on the receivers. I think part of that's on the scheme. Um, and you look at like some of the some of the play calling early in the season so far from like Mike McDaniel of the uh, Dolphins, or even um, oh my goodness, it not 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 a no, I can't I can't remember the other the other example that I heard um, regarding the the scheming guys open, but it was like not not a better team. It wasn't like obviously you got Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill with the Dolphins. It wasn't. It was a team that has probably. S- Inferior receivers and definitely an inferior team. I think it was like the Giants or something. Um, but the, the idea of scheming guys open is some is is sometimes more important than the individual's rece- the ind- individual receiver's ability to get open on his own. Um, it's just like Mike McDaniel. The way that he's scheming guys wide open is insane. Like he'll call he'll call a play like a stick route or something like that that gets you know, it gets four or five yards in one play, and then he'll call the exact same look, the exact same route combination. But then the scheme will have will will suck the guy forward to cover that stick route, and then you have a guy right behind him running wide open because they're they're scheming the guy open versus just you know can can the d- dude win one on one. Now of course you want your receivers winning one on one as often as possible, but but there is something to be said about a guy who can scheme people open as well um offensive line I know you guys I know both of you mentioned the offensive line I do think the offensive line has been a little weak but I don't think it's been as bad as some people have talked about I think sometimes Russell Wilson's just holding the ball too long and I think sometimes he's tried to escape a clean pocket uh I've seen a little bit of that too now he's also been under pressure often enough that it is not a non issue um but there has been some some instances of trying to escape a clean pocket or, or holding the ball for five six seconds. Um, it's the
1: it's the guards in the tight ends. It's
2: well well it's really, yes, Cam but, but Fleming
1: it, actually his Cam Fleming's actually played fairly well with Billy Turner out and bowls, yeah he's just, actually been know, better in the run game. He's been a beast in the run game.
2: Oh yeah, he's um,
1: a I think he's got I think he's like ranked eighteenth in the NFL as a as a as an offensive lineman. This year so far in three games.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, and that's the thing is like, I, I've, what I've seen is, I know you guys are talking about the offensive line being terrible. I don't, I personally, from what I've seen, I haven't gotten the, the, the vibe or whatever of them being terrible. I think they've just been average at best. And there's been a couple, maybe some drives where they were really bad. Um, but I, I I think overall they've been average. And again, Russell Wilson is, He's in a new scheme. Uh, I think what they're—I think they're trying to blend too many concepts between Hackett's offense with the Packers and S- Russell Wilson's with the Seahawks. Like they're trying to blend too much of it, and they're very—they're—they're they're quite different offenses. Um, so maybe they're trying to do too much of a blend there, and maybe they should just—I mean, if I was Russell Wilson, and I'd be looking at hey back-to-back MVPs. Uh, For Rodgers with Hackett's offense, I'd be like, hey, why why don't I just learn your offense and just forget, you know, what?" I mean, obviously, Rodgers is a different animal as far as being able to pass from the pocket, but that offense is also not just pure pocket passing. It's not like a Tom Brady offense. He moves Um, around a lot. Yeah, and they use a lot of motion. They use a lot of pre-snap motion and things like that that, again, Scheming guys open. That's kind of the, that's kind of the theme that I th- I think that the Broncos really need to
1: get on board with with trying to scheme guys open and take and shots. Even Rogers, even Rodgers didn't come out right out the gate like just firing on all cylinders when it came with Hackett and Lafleur. That's he true. That's very. Yeah, true. He was, he started off slow and then once he bought in to the to the scheme, it they started winning. It they started it lit up winning.
2: and that, yeah. and and that's what I'm saying. There's definitely something to that. There's definitely something to being new in an offense. And that's why I'm saying like, Oh yeah. I'm making these comparisons with Shermer's terrible offense and, and Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm not saying that I think that's going to be ultimately where we sit. I'm just saying like there is, there is an adjustment period, but at this point it's actually been Russell Wilson has checked the ball down more than Teddy Bridgewater did last year. As far as uh, a per play that. basis. He's been checking the ball down at a higher rate than Teddy Bridgewater um, is including with guys open including with guys running open I, I, I was watching some I don't know if you guys watched Tim Jenkins he's all things quarterback
1: Bre- breaks down all the quarterbacks yeah hey, he was on uh, yeah he breaks down Broncos a lot of film and
2: it's, it's, I love watching him and, and and just get hearing his thoughts and stuff and he, he showed multiple plays where Russell Wilson checked it down when there was a guy wide open down the field. Uh, or even checked it down missed the throw didn't even complete the pass guy wide open down the field there was another one where he took a sack with a guy wide open down the field and so um so yeah they, i mean and, and that is probably part of the adjustment period for sure um but russell wilson knows he's a good deep ball thrower he's got to he's got to take those chances sometimes um even if it's you know just a one on one 50-50 ball like you got to at least threat that you know, you got to at least have that threat of, of throwing the ball deep, and especially this game. I mean, would we take maybe one deep shot the whole game, and that was the KJ Hamler on a free play because there was offsides. It's the Did only we one deep I can shot think to of. Judy. Did he we take a deep shot him. to Judy? Yeah, yeah he, he
1: missed them by like an inch. He missed. Him. Oh, okay. Ball was tipped. I just
2: forgotten. Uh, you know, the, oh the, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It kind of hit he, off of both of their hands. Yes. Yeah, the so, defender and Judy's. Yeah, the really challenge.
0: Challenging part of this offense, when you think about it, is you know we really we don't have a personality on offense. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so what is trying to blend
2: too much? What is the <laughs> yeah.
0: personality? Are are we going to be? I mean, my my, uh, my instincts tell me that we should probably focus on being a running team, conservative offense. Don't turn the ball over. Check down short passes and just let defenses win games for us uh that seems like very vanilla very boring but it might be the best approach given the fact that we do have apparently an elite defense and we are lacking sufficient skill players on offense we don't have the players on offense to have explosive plays if we do it'll be you know, a play that broke down somehow and, and, you know, Wilson slings it for a long, but, you know, designed explosive plays, who's going to do it? Corlin Sutlin, it doesn't have speed. He doesn't separate. He's a great, you know, a 50, 50 ball guy. He's a solid receiver. Hamler, forget it. Judy, forget it. I mean, I I don't, I don't know who's going to produce these explosive plays on offense. We don't, we don't have the personnel. Uh, Maybe, um, Again, double back, a Jalen Virgil, a Tyree Cleveland, or maybe somebody steps up. But, you know, so we either go ultra conservative and play to our strengths, right? We do have two fide pro bowl caliber runner, running backs. although One. Not, well, one, both. We have uh, one,
2: Kevin. We have one.
0: We have two. I will not cease on this. We have two, except the one can't hold on to. Ball, which is a major problem. Okay, um, the, uh, isn't that the
2: problem with Judy? Is holding on to the football?
0: He doesn't even catch it to begin with. So let's not let's
2: not give one guy a pass and not the other.
0: Um, so Gordon's
2: not a Pro Bowl quarter of running back, not anymore, not even close. All
0: right. Well, I'll I'll let the the Gordon conversation go, but but I think that <laughs> I, I think we we stick to the running game. Either that, or Wilson's going to have to show a lot more than he already has. He's going to have to play like a Rodgers. And so he can get the ball to the open man every single time because he's fantastic at making decisions and he gets rid of the ball in a hurry. And I don't think, I haven't seen that out of, out of Wilson. You know, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. So I think we're going to go ultra conservative and we're going to have to bank on the defense this year based on what I've seen uh, so far.
1: Ian, do you have any thoughts on that? Cause I, I just want to hear what you have to say first. I think the run, I think the running back. yeah, I think we, we should run first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it should be a 90-10 split. I'm not even talking about Boone. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm not even talking like, yeah. Maybe 95 like, and They're five. like, who the hell is Boone? I'm like, I don't know why he's out there, bro. But it's like, no, so Javante Williams has got to get 90%. I mean, this is a bell cow back. I know Gordon can do his stuff, but the guy's got flippers for hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, he, so he, he, he,
0: here's, here's the message to Gordon. I think last year and a half,
2: <laughs> I, I, when he's he not
0: dropping the ball, Gordon has played outstanding. He's decisive. He runs oh, hard. Sure. He runs hard, um, cuts quick. I mean, the guy's been playing fantastically well, but he drops the ball. So, hey, here here you go. The only way we can score on offense is to have the ball. Okay? So, Gordon, when you lose the ball, we cease to have the ball. So, therefore, we cannot score. So, if you (laughs) drop the ball, I've got no choice if I'm the head coach. I can't put you out there. Because if I put you out there, we risk dropping the ball. So I don't know if it's mental, physical. What's going on with the guy? But he is. I'm going to stand by an All-Pro caliber talent if he can hold oh, on yeah. to the ball. He's
2: almost thirty. Yeah. He's not going to figure it out now.
0: Well, you know, we'll see. What I the promise coach, you. we'll see what the coaching staff does with with him. But he, he, he has to hold on to the ball. If
2: not, is we'll the wall for a running back anyway. <laughs> like well, even when he doesn't have issues, like. I'm sorry, like, like, n- like, if y- you fumbled four times in three games, what's that, like, 25 over the course of a year? Like, like, at what point is it like, okay, yeah, we just can't risk it anymore. Like, there's no excuse. Like, you shouldn't fumble four times in a full season. And he's done it in three games.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, Nathaniel Hackett should be actually on his off time building an actual doghouse to put him in. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I just you got like, you got to think about Jerry Judy too. You heard what Shannon Sharp said, right? The guy, oh, he's Judy, like Judy. Jeez, he was like, like, yeah. This this guy runs all the routes during the summer, but he still can't catch the effing ball.
2: Yeah, no. I and mean, it, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think Gordon should ever touch a ball in a, in any key moments, literally ever again. Uh, and that's because it's it's not getting better; it's getting worse. He's had a fumbling problem. His entire career, that's been his main problem, his entire career. But here's the thing. The trajectory is going down. He's getting worse, not better. And that's the thing. He's almost 30. How much time we got to give him? Hey, oh no, We think he can still figure out his fumbling issues. He, hey, he can make a good break and get nine yards. But then he fumbles it at the end of the nine yards. Like, it's, it's pointless to get those yards if you're just going to give the ball to the other team. It's the most pointless like, I'd, I'd rather throw seven I think I've watched him
1: fumble the ball and then kick it more yards than he ran.
2: Oh, my God, dude. I'm just so <laughs> done with Melvin Gordon. I'm just so un... Oh, my gosh. What kind of mind-blood...
1: What, what's going to happen? What, what, what would happen if, if uh, Devontae Williams went down with an injury and that was your main back? You're going to lose your mind.
2: I would start just punting the ball on first down. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done with. I'm so done with Gordon. I'm sorry. Like he's a likable guy. I mean, but think about. It. I was done with Drew Locke. He's still a likable guy. <laughs> like it's not. I. He's a likable guy. But I'm. I. You cannot. Like those are. Those are game. I mean, he's cost us a game. I mean, between. I mean, to be fair, Williams also fumbled one of the ones in the first game, but he hasn't made a career. You know, a career out of you know fumbling the ball. That's not been like you know something that's been like stamped on him for what's it not ni- year nine or something for uh eight something for that eight, from eight. Melvin Gordon. I still
1: I still think the Javante Williams one that was a Graham Glasgow. Well, but, but
0: hold, hold on, what are oh the, yeah no that's back what up are into the statistics him, but... to suggest that Gordon's a career fumbler? What I saw is over fifteen over hold on hold on into. over fifteen hundred carries career. And he has 25 fumbles on a percentage basis. Is that worse than your average running back? Better? What what are the numbers you're looking at? I know it's been bad so far this year.
2: Sometimes you just got to use your eyes instead of the stats. Uh, (laughs) That does play a role here. If someone's fumbling and the worst times every time they fumble, you know, that creates a narrative. I don't know if you've heard the narrative, but the narrative is there. Why would it exist if it's not an issue? Why is there a narrative if it doesn't exist?
0: Because we're Broncos fans, and that's what we want to talk no, about. No, 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 <laughs> no. Why
2: did, why did the Chargers get rid of him? Why did the Chargers get rid of him? Uh, uh, did, Chargers because, didn't want him. Did he Remember when Remember year. when he was a free it, agent this year and nobody signed him? Do you remember that? I remember why right. is that?
0: Uh, two <laughs> two years years he took
2: a pay cut when he tried to avoid signing with the Broncos because we wouldn't give him enough money, and then he went out and found out nobody's going to sign him at all. So he's like, Okay, I'll take a backup role with the Broncos. Fine. We signed him. Twice. Yeah, as a backup he, because nobody got else a, he's would.
1: Got a, he's got a bad financial advisor.
2: <coughs> yeah, he, he he did. we signed him because nobody else would, so we signed him to be a backup.
0: Well, we don't know if nobody else would. Sorry. He, he didn't take any other
2: I, offers. All right, Gordon Truther. Uh, well, we'll I mean, we I, don't know that he didn't right. have offers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, if he if he remember, he did not sign with us originally because we weren't offering enough. So clearly, he was well. He didn't. He he, he didn't get back. He was willing to go sign somewhere else if he didn't get any big offers
0: because of certainly his age is is working against him. He's twenty nine.
2: All right. Okay. Well, he doesn't have a fumbling problem. He's only going to fumble twenty five times this year, but no no fumbling problem. Uh, I didn't say I know. I just wanted context. That's all. (laughs) Movie, yeah, I don't only use stats. I don't only use, uh, you know, you use eyeballs, well, I know
0: the eyeballs have, have been popping out of your head this year. And, and I, I yeah, grant. Especially I with grand.
2: Gordon. <laughs> my eyeballs have not been popping out as much as the ball out of Gordon's hands. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good
1: one. Oh, dude. my gosh. Moving on. I, I, I teed it, that one
2: up. All right, next up. Uh,
1: Moving yeah, you, on, you walked I do right into that one, Kevin.
2: Yeah, no, the uh, so so speaking on the receivers because I know we were talking about the receivers as well, and I know you mentioned Kevin that you more a more conservative offense. You're thinking, and I, I agree, I agree, and I think Ian, you mentioned it too. I I agree that we probably should have a more conservative offense at least at least in this transitional time, because it is a new offense, and we've seen it historically with Peyton Manning. With, as Ian, you said, Hackett's offense with Aaron Rodgers. There's sometimes Mm. a slow start when you're learning a new offense, regardless of how good the quarterback is. So I think at the very least, do something a little bit more conservative, lean more on the run. Maybe the run to set up the pass, um, at least in the initial phase of this. Now, I don't think we should get too vanilla. Because you do, I mean, we do still have to score points to win games. I think the defense has been playing out of their minds, uh, but there are going to be games that we absolutely have to throw to win the ball, and and even in that, that fourth quarter drive we had this week, that was Wilson really kind of throwing the ball to win the game when we when we had to get it done. So uh, I don't, mm-hmm. so I do agree in the sense that I do think that at least at least in the transitional time, we should really be focused on getting Javante Williams the ball running the ball more and letting that set up the pass, set up the play action, even the play action rollouts. We saw a lot more play action rollouts in the first game. And that was and we did, yeah. Wilson's most, it's best game so far, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe yards. we incorporate more of those play action rollouts, but the, but the run has to set that up. And with how, I mean, the running game is averaging a high yards per, per carry um, so it's clearly Twel- working when 12, comm-
1: 12 in the leg. Ro- yeah. It's we, working. We could be better. We could be better.
2: It. Um, but unfortunately we're just not committing to it as, as much as I think that we should be. Um, and there's been some, mat- you know, bad missed throws and stuff too. So obviously you want to do what you can to lessen those issues. And like, you know, Jerry Drudy, I, I'm not I'm not completely out on Jared Judy. I'm I'm leaning toward where you're at, Kevin. I'm leaning that way. But unfortunately, he's the guy that we have. Like, there's not a lot of good free agent wide receivers for us to go get. So I'm 50-50 nec- on him right now. I'm 50-50. Yeah, so we can't. So we, unfortunately, like, we don't have the option to really go get somebody else. He's who we have. So we have to, whether we get creative or whatever the case is, something's got to happen because – he is our number 2 and he's probably our number 2 for the whole season. So, we got to try and get what we can out of him. Um yeah, and then moving forward, we'll, you know, see if there's <laughs> I don't want to look forward to next year about receivers. Obviously, Tim Patrick will be back next year. Um but yeah, I I I think conservative is good, but we can't completely get away from not to say that you were suggesting we should completely get away from the passing game, but We definitely need just just need to get more creative in the passing game. I feel like it's lacked a lot of creativity so far, Um, and we saw we actually saw more creativity in the first game. I think that with the flack that Hackett's been taking, maybe he's just overcorrected, kind of gone from one extreme to another, Um, because we saw a lot of creativity, a lot of yards, a lot of big plays. In that first game, unfortunately, we just couldn't capitalize in the in the red zone. That was the that was the issue in that first game. So, so yeah, I think somewhere in in, in the middle there, I think is is probably the right right place to say. At least that's that's my my view of it. Um,
1: and don't do end arounds with fullbacks. This is kind of a weird. <laughs> yeah, move. that's
2: what I mean. Like I think like he took that so to heart that he kind of overcorrected. It's like okay, now I'm gonna yeah, have no tight.
1: creativity. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, hold on, hold on. That's not Tyreek Hill back there. That's a fullback.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a fullback. Oh, man, if and anybody
1: like, should be running this, it should be if that 30, was
2: if that was uh, second down, down and two, I would. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to, to, to try in that case. But on, I think well, that was a fourth down play, right? What fourth and one or fourth and two, something like that. That is fourth not the right time to be calling that play. It's good on a second and two, not not on a fourth down. So. Um, any other thoughts that you guys want to hit on before we move move on to the Raiders game?
1: Nah, I think, I think other than Colts waiting been, uh, being I mean, much I mean, better I mean, than I expected. Mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, when you when you have 500 yards of complete kicking, I don't know, is it offense or defense? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, you have too many I mean, attempts. I, mean I, <laughs> I mean, I I mean, that's the that's still the weirdest thing. It's like that's the one that's the one thing you don't want when you're like. Oh, dude, AFC special teams player of the week is your punter. <laughs> that, no, you want it Not to be a like side. a kick returner or maybe even a field goal because you're getting points. The punter doesn't make any points. <laughs> no, no points. points. Unless, it's p- unless, no it's point. like, unless it's like a fake punt, you know, and he yeah, throws no, it. It's like a fake punt, <laughs> and, he, and he chucks one in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, but when right. I but when I when I was watching, I was like, "This guy's got like." And then and then the next day, they're like, "Yeah, he had like 496 total yards of punts." There was like and a I thousand like, yards of punts. I was game. like, "Is that even humanly possible?" I've never seen that in my entire life. I watched football my entire life. I ain't. I've never seen somebody get almost 500 yards in. Well, punts. when you
2: punt 11 times in a game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just too many opportunities. <laughs> he hey, to his credit, he didn't screw any of them up. So no, no, he did good. And he, he, he did saw, very well.
1: I saw him I on was, the po- I saw him on the podium today, and he was like, you know, he's like, honestly, this is the first award I ever got. And I was like, God, I hope it's the last too, dude.
2: Yeah, hope it's the last. And I was I was obviously <laughs> on this on this podcast was talking about, was more upset because I was like, Sam Martin's the proven guy, and he's you know done well, but. Um, I think he clearly looks good so far. Especially especially in that game. Um, I was like, what's this guy? Soccer player. Soccer player. (laughs) Hey, any other. So Kevin, do you have any other thoughts on the 49ers game at this time?
0: No, no, I'm good.
2: Awesome. So, so obviously this week we are entering into Raiders week. (laughs) Uh, we're going to be playing in Las Vegas. Uh, Against a winless Raiders team, 0-3, feels great. I love that they're 0-3. Could not be more excited about that. But not only that, we won. We beat the the 49ers barely, but we beat the 49ers. We're 2-1. And, and all three of the other AFC West teams lost. The Colts beat the Chiefs after looking awful the first two weeks. They ended up beating the Chiefs. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And then the Jaguars dis. Mantled the Chargers. Oh, it, was, uh, it wasn't even it wasn't even a it game. <laughs> that was dude. not a game. I think it was like thirty-eight to ten or something like that. It was just unreal. Yeah. Jaguars Trevor, actually looked like might be a legit, legit Trevor team. Trevor
1: Lawrence was like, "Yep, here I come."
2: Man, what a difference a good coach makes. You know? Yeah. Urban what Meyer a difference
1: was a pile. He was a pile, um,
2: bro. And then the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. Who did the Raiders lose to? Cardinals. Oh. And last week they lost to. Who was was it? it the Cardinals that they lost to? That no, was two week? weeks ago. Two weeks ago, the Cardinals. Yeah, I thought it was two weeks ago. Uh, man, I'm drawing a blank. In any case, they lost, and I love it. <laughs> um, so, so they're zero and three. We're two and one. We're tied for first in division. They are alone at the bottom. And uh, the downside of that is they're going to be very desperate. We, hey, to- hey we Warner lost plan- to the Titans. Plan- they, they, plan- they lost
0: to the Titans, by the way.
2: Oh, there's a tight that's right it was the Titans thank you for pulling that up um they are gonna be backed into a corner they're gonna be playing at home not that Vegas is really <laughs> a home for anybody um no, no it's not but uh, yeah I mean I'm I, I would I would say this I'm actually I mean I'm you usually if, if we're a two and one team going into an 0 and three team I usually feel pretty confident it's what I am a little worried uh, just mainly I don't necessarily think they're a better team but just because they're gonna be that desperate and that backed into a corner it's like kind of like if you think about like week one the Seahawks game that was their Super Bowl right and so they played out of their minds and I think it's maybe maybe gonna be kind of the same thing not necessarily this is their Super Bowl but they're gonna be that desperate for a win like it's gonna feel like a playoff game to them because if you go Owen four you've basically been eliminated from the playoffs. Um, not immediately, actually, but yeah, but the chances of you making the playoffs after to start in own four very low
1: it's like and then they play the
2: chiefs the next week. So uh, they're going to be very destroyed. desperate for a win. Um, so what, I mean, what do you guys think heading into this game? What are your kind of initial, uh, I guess, impressions or thoughts,
1: uh, heading into this game? We got to think of it this way. Derek Carr this season has been a turnover machine. Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs is not a great running back. Certainly not this year. Hunter Renfro has been injured for most of the three games. He's been questionable. He was out one, and he was questionable for the other two. He hasn't really put up much. Darren Waller does Darren Waller's stuff. Yeah, like so he's, well, always, he dropped he's like always three scores last week. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I was I was kind of weird on that one. I was like, "Well, what's he yeah. doing? He back on drugs, bud?" <laughs> oh my um, gosh. Yeah, that's an old. Uh, yeah, when he was with the uh, who was he? Oh, he was in Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, yeah. and then, uh, well, you know, the you know the guy that you really got to freak out about is Adams because that guy's always gonna put up numbers. Doesn't matter who's throwing the ball to him. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's the only thing that scares me is probably Adams. So you probably you're going to see Patrick Sertan. I guarantee he's gonna shadow him in the entire game. Yeah, this shatter. might be the
2: one week that Sertan
1: looks human. Um, yeah, or, or this. And or that's this just might, because Adams this, is that good, you know. Or or this might, he he makes him look human or Patrick Sertan becomes superhuman and it just shuts <laughs> Maybe. him down. And then we're just like, oh, my God, you know, like, you know, that's a steal of the draft, which I still think it was a steal of the draft.
2: Yeah. but now, um, And that's
1: not, when I say looks human, I don't mean like Adams is going to
2: torch him. But, like, no, I'd say, gonna, like, oh, maybe Adams does get, uh, you know, f- 50 yards and a touchdown, you know. Or, yeah, yeah,
1: five for 82 or some, something, something like that. You know, something something yeah. like
2: that. That's what I mean by that. Not that he's going to – I don't think – I don't think Sertan's going to get torched. I really don't. No, really no, no. It's
1: not going to be, like, six for 185 yards and two <laughs> oh <my> touchdowns. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell happened? No. Yeah. And, and, no. Our, and they haven't faced a defense like our defense yet, so – No, they haven't. I mean, you get torched by the Titans. They got no wide receivers. Derrick Henry's kind of coming back. Still not. Yeah, he had an okay game. Okay, you're not not great. Uh, He's he's usually throughout his career
2: been a slow starter, though. Like, last year was the only year that he had started fast. Oh, yeah,
1: and then he got injured. Before he got injured. That was terrible for him, but. Yeah, I just think you know, I'm not really scared. Plus, that's just I don't, know, I don't, I don't ever like going into they call it the black hole. I just is it even anymore with Las it, Vegas? No, it's not. I, I mean, don't think so. Nobody goes to Las Vegas to watch the Raiders play.
2: how no, people that are going to be in that stadium are people who are
1: visiting Vegas, and they're like.
2: Oh, yeah, it's the daytime. Uh, like, we're not uh, gambling yet. Let's go check uh, out a game.
1: Oh, word, let's just get hammered real quick. <laughs> let's watch this team with, is it black and silver? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think... I, uh, I think... Go ahead. I, I I don't even I don't even know what I was
2: going to say. I was just going to, you know, just say that I think that it's going to be important to really put a lot of focus on... I think Waller because we did a really good job against Kittle last week, but tight end has historically been our issue, and for years, for years, and Waller's still Waller even with the drops that he had last week, um, and Kittle was coming off an injury, so he may not have been you know fully a hundred percent. They may sure. have been. I mean, he was on the sidelines a lot too, so I think they were really kind of easing him back in. Um, so I think that's going to be a big key, uh, Kevin. What are you? What are your thoughts on the you know kind of the Raiders game and just what is it that maybe you think is like needs to be done in order for us to go into Vegas and win the game?
0: Well, so uh, the Raiders zero uh, three. I think they're much better than their record. By the way, they're the only. I o- agree. They're the only zero three team in the NFL. Talk about mm-hmm. it's weird. Holy smokes!
2: Hey, we have a huge middle class in the NFL right now. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, you said it,
0: Austin. I, I mean. We could not be facing them at a worse time. I mean, they're zero three. You talk about a desperate team. It doesn't get any mm. more desperate. And they're playing the Broncos, and you've got the history with McDaniel and his connect McDaniel's and his connection to Denver. The guy's no mm. offensive dummy. I'm sure he's going to ratchet up the game plan. We they have not played a defense as strong as ours, and we have not played mm. an offense as strong as the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr, by far the best passing quarterback we will have faced. Best receiving mm-hmm. core, arguably. Uh, and we're playing on the road. Uh, I think this is going to be an incredibly difficult game. We're going to have to be on our P's and Q's. Um, you know, they the Raiders' Achilles heel, apparently, uh, is their, their defense is probably middle of the pack, if that. So, you know, Not it, even. It, it, if there's a game for us to... Kind of get get things moving in the right direction offensively. This this could be it, and it better mm-hmm. be it because I think we're going to have to score some points. Um, I agree. Uh, I think. I agree too. Derek Carr's gonna probably throw for three hundred yards. Uh, they're probably going to score at least twenty points. Um, that's what they've demonstrated so far this year. They're going to put twenty points plus on the board. We haven't shown that we can even do that. So yeah, um, <laughs> not at all. The, the Raiders are favored in the game. And, That's not by accident. You know, I think the thinking person is going to say the Raiders are probably going to win, particularly at home. So uh, very, very tough for us. I mean, fortunately, we have uh, a reasonably soft schedule first half. If we lose this game, we go two and two, not the end of the world. And then we have Indianapolis, we have uh, the Chargers, we have the Jets. Well, suddenly, Jacksonville looks like they might be pretty good. But, but we have yeah. four, four games that, you know, arguably, you know, we should be able to win a couple of those, maybe three, if we get really hot and get things moving on offense. But to sum up the Raiders game, this can be a real, real test of our medal, of Russell Wilson's leadership. Can he will this team to win? I mean, he should be hitting panic buttons all over. I mean, you're not supposed to hit the panic button as a leader, but man, mm-hmm. they, they gave up the farm for me. They, they they obliterated three draft classes or two and a half at least, and paid me 240 some odd million dollars, and we're not getting it done. This is an embarrassment. This is a significant ding to my credibility, uh, my reputation. Let's get, get it done. So he should be in there with Hackett. They should be working on the offensive game plan. They've got to figure out how to get this team moving on offense because we're just not going to beat good offensive teams the way we're playing. And we can't expect the defense to get you know, two turnovers in the fourth quarter to steal a game every week. We've got <clears throat> yeah. to move the ball. and We've got to score. And if we can't do it in week four against a suspect Raiders defense – not a good sign, right? So I, I, not hold, a good sign. I, I hold out hope that, that we'll get things moving. We're sufficiently embarrassed on, you know, national TV offensively. And hopefully our punter can relax a little bit on the sideline. Uh, I mean, he, listen, if he ne- if our punter needed to use the restroom during that game, he couldn't leave. <laughs> he, he, there's no way he can leave the field. Um, no. It's not like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, let me run. You know, our offense has it. I'm good. No, no. They, We're going to
1: need you in 30 no, seconds. No, no,
0: just stay right here. Just stay <laughs> on the sideline. Don't even see You're not down. going anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, l- hey, let's try to limit. All right, here's a prediction. Here's a prediction for you. And we'll circle mm-hmm. back to this next week. Next week. If we punt more than four times against the Raiders, so that means five or more. Five punts, we lose. If we can minimize the putting to four or less, I think we win. Write it down.
2: <laughs> Written down. Five points or more, we lose. No, four punts less or than less than five.
0: Less than five punts, we win.
2: That's what I said. Five yep. points or five <laughs> punts or more, we lose. Or f- four or less, we win. Um. Well, that's. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh i agree with most of your points there um you know what's crazy is i would probably feel better about this game if they had a win than i do with them having no wins uh which is weird uh but just because of the desperation i think that they're feeling this is this is playoff football for them right now um and that's and and based on the sentiment that i've heard you know just kind of listening to different podcasts and shows and stuff like that that's kind of the sent- sentiment that i've heard from people around the league too is like a lot of people are picking the Raiders to win because it, not necessarily because they think that they're far and away the better team, but because they think they're going to be absolutely desperate for a win this week, and they're going to do whatever it takes to get get that win. So, um, that is that is my biggest worry is just the fact that they're going to be that desperate. I mean, Derek Carr's shown that he's a good quarterback when he wants to be. Um, Ch- Chandler Jones has been invisible on their defense, which is weird. Um he was a huge offseason signing for them. He's just looked invisible. Um and like you said, like we it's haven't to faced an them. offense this good yet. As much as they haven't faced a defense as good as ours, we haven't faced an offense as good as theirs. Um but in the same vein, they've also given up at least 24 points in every game this, this year, excuse me. So this has to be a get right game, like to your point, Kevin. This has to be a get right get right game for the offense, and I think it will be. I really do. I think it will be. I think this is the week that our offense starts to show up and starts to put some maybe more than one touchdown on the board. Um, that would be that would be great. Uh, and by the way, let, let's think, let, let's hope Shannon Sharp's
0: uh, barb his tweet, you know, woke up Judy. It's like he you got a former all pro, three Super Bowl rings, tight end for the Broncos, calling you out. I mean, that's gotta hurt. That's gotta hurt your professional pride. Get open You know get open and let's catch some balls. That's how you shut yeah. up the Shannon Sharps of the world.
1: You know what And the he Kevin Eswiches F- right? of the world. <laughs> Catching you, know you know what Jerry Judy said right after that, right? I know, it's embarrassing. And then they deleted it. And yeah. then they deleted the tweet. And then he was like, "Oh, I'll be the bigger man." We're like, "No, yeah. we Too
2: saw late. you. Yeah, know, so you
1: weren't the bigger man.
2: His, Your PR guy was the bit yeah, bigger yeah, man." Yeah, he, yeah
1: his, that's his when response, somebody was like, "Take that dude's phone away." Yeah, his, yeah. his Take response that dude's tells phone you away. all
0: you need to know about his character, right? And and character is what really separates. I mean, he's got a talent. He's got first round talent. Well, remember? I, I just question remember the we character. were.
2: We were hearing, I think, even in his first year, I think it was, it sounded like there was he like he was kind of murmuring behind the scenes about having terrible quarterback play and stuff when it was lock and stuff and like like regardless of whether or not that's true, you can't you can't you gotta have your guys back like regardless of who it is, you gotta have your guys back so. You don't want to be a diva. You don't want to turn into a. So that was probably true. I don't know if we ever got confirmation about that, but like that, is probably true based on the character that he's shown since that point. Um, It was probably true uh, that he was probably talking crap about his quarterback play. I never uh, heard Cortland
1: Sutton saying anything.
2: Yeah, no, he doesn't say anything because Cortland Sutton's a dude. Um,
1: Probably because he went to Southern Methodist.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, well, yeah, I love uh, I love Sutton. Man, prediction-wise. Ian, do you have a prediction?
1: Uh, you know, this this is tough this year. Like, This is I a weird d- one to predict. Do, do I predict more than 16 points? <laughs> <laughs> this Maybe is not. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say 21-14 us because mm. I don't, man, until I see it, on tape, and they can. I mean, you got you, you 16 points the first game, 16 points the second game, 11 points the third game. Yeah, it better hell not be 10 or 7 or 3 the next one. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to trend upwards to so you 21 24
2: 20, or 21 14 Broncos. That's what I'm saying. I'm
1: hoping Kevin, I'm hoping I know you gave us your blowout. punt
2: statistic. Do you have a score prediction? Yeah, I've got a,
0: just a couple thoughts. First off, I just want to throw this out there. I, I, I This has been troubling me greatly. Uh, <laughs> I really want to see a moratorium, which is kind of like a prohibition, at least on this podcast, against the following expressions. Let Russ oh, no. cook and uh-huh. let's ride. I saw the game <laughs> Sunday night and Wilson's interview. After, you know, that game where we punted, you know, 11 times and had and he just finishes the little uh, interview with Let's Ride. If he the, we haven't. What are we right? What are we driving out there? What kind of ride is he talking about?
2: Uh, yeah, Wrong it's country, like, we have, in fact, not ridden. We
0: haven't read this. Like I cringe every time I hear these. It's like trait meaningless expressions that are ego driven.
2: It's give, not going away. Give
0: up the energy you spend on coming up with these stupid slogans and put that energy into impressing with real play on the field. Anyway, that said, that said my piece. There's no more of that, please. At least not on this podcast. Now, as far as the Raiders game goes, we talk about Kansas City owning us, and they own us. The Raiders the own Bears. us. The Raiders yeah. own us.
2: That's unfortunate.
0: We've we the last seven times we've played the Raiders. We've been out of 10. We've beaten them once. And it was 16 to 15. If we score 16 weeks, 16 points this week, I think we lose. I think we lose regardless. Um, I think we will show a little more spark on offense. We're not riding. It's not like we're driving the car, you know, like in a Maserati <laughs> out there, but you know, maybe it's a, Edsel, it's, more like, Edsel it's more like a Miata. In first gear. Like a Miata. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, but I think we, we lose. Uh, our defense is stout, man. I don't think we're going to give up a lot of points. But I, I say it'll be close. We're going to lose 20, uh, Yeah, We scored 11 last week. So, this week, I think we score 19. That's a weird number. We lose 21-19. All
2: right, so, our offense still sucks. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What do I think? What do I think here? I am – my prediction here is we do finally break the 20-point barrier here. Uh, finally. We break the 20-point barrier. Um, their defense just doesn't – their defense doesn't look good at all. I mean – It's terrible. You can, take, you can take some deep shots against them. Just throw it up. Like, um, yeah, I, I think we do break the 20-point barrier. My, my official prediction – is twenty three twenty one Raiders?
1: Unfortunately, oh. I'm the only one that went for the. Well, the, yeah, well, yeah, was predicted dub. us to
2: win the Seahawks game, and that was clearly it, it,
1: if um, it, if it
0: wasn't for us, uh, Ian, on that preseason podcast.
2: You would have gone seventeen
0: Yeah, you would have gone seven. We, you know, we were like Ian, please. <laughs> yeah, It's like thirteen straight. You're, you, you know, we're reeling off these victories, and then you did reel it back a little bit. But, but listen, I like Ian's optimism. I really yeah, do. We need
2: especially
1: it, especially. Is it
2: optimism or is it bias? I don't know. Well, uh, listen. I don't
1: go into. I don't go into a game and be like, yeah,
2: we're losing. No, I, I, I mean. love Ian's We're optimism. winning, but
1: if we lose, I'm wrong. I'll eat crow. Yep. Yeah. You know, he on Here, the, on the, the thing one thing
0: hand, he's destroying. The state of Florida, on yeah. the other hand, yeah, he's pulling for us Broncos.
2: For me, I'm predicting us to lose because when I predict us to win, we lose. So I I'm trying try to be that, wrong. I've been, a, I've been eating a lot of crow
1: for the last six For years. the
2: sake of the team. I'm trying to be wrong for the sake of the team. All
1: right. Uh, that's a spin. Okay. It's yeah, like yeah, not changing your jockstrap trap yeah none of, years, dude.
2: Yeah, none of us are uh, a super <laughs> – uh, What's the word? Super not. Wow. What's the word? Uh oh. Give it to Uh-oh. me. I don't guys. know. Guys, guys, guys. Not mistake. superficial. Not supernatural. What
1: is it? Superstitious. Was... Oh my oh, goodness. Superstitious. Oh, that's a, yeah. <laughs> supernatural. I was like, that's what we need in that offense. <laughs> All right. Yeah, some divine
2: intervention in that offense. All right, Russell. Call upon the Lord. You know. Um. Anyways, any last thoughts before we close up?
0: Yeah, I say this week against the Raiders, let's walk. That's the I new slogan. that
2: in Jesus' name. <laughs> that sounds awful. I do not like that even, all right. even okay. slightly.
0: Let's jog. Let's jog, let's... all right.
2: I, yeah, I don't Let, know.
0: Let's meander.
2: <laughs> let's wander around aimlessly. Um, no, I... I don't like uh, the whole let's walk thing, but uh, Ian,
1: any last words? Uh, no, I just, you know, I think, I think, I think we can pull out this game, which would be awesome. I think we can. I think we will because our defense is just, I think is, is as good as what we probably had. I mean, as so far as 2015, maybe a, Maybe a notch or two less because you know. I think 2015 was. I mean, that's potentially I mean, that's diff- the best defense of all time. Like in the conversation, monster. that's a different monster. So I, I need a few we- more
2: weeks before I'm willing. I need a few more weeks that are not I mean, against that are not against the Seahawks, the Texans, and a backup quarterback.
1: So well, you gotta think. Yeah, you gotta think. Derek Carr is probably gonna be our best quarterback we've played against so far. Yeah, obviously. I'm just not even as close. good as our defense.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying as good as our defense has been, I'm not willing to say, Oh, they're two thousand fifteen level we'll, when we we'll played ta- the Texans, the Seahawks, and Garoppolo, who was a backup quarterback this year. We'll talk we'll have
1: we'll have this conversation in a later podcast after we play a Kansas City or play Chargers a Chargers.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's where I'm at. So yeah.
2: they've been amazing. Once we they've play one of those teams, yeah. They've been amazing. Credit where credit's due, but can't say 2015 level just yet so uh anyways uh listeners thank you for joining us uh you can always follow us on any of your favorite podcast networks like and subscribe of course as well and follow us on twitter that is our best point of contact at this point so uh we'd love to hear from you there um if you shoot us a message or anything like that we'd, we'd be more than happy to respond so anyways from ian from kevin from myself thank you for listening to d bronx Podcasts
0: thanks for listening to the d bronx podcast if you like the show be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode while you are at it help us out by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts